a large man-like figure covered in hair and walking upright. It wanders through our forests, a strong, isolated creature that some believe exists and eludes all zoologists, primatologists, and other realms of biological study. The legend has many names, and we will go over them, but you know him best as Bigfoot. Today, the jackalopes take a deep dive into the investigation of the Sasquatch. This episode of Jackalopes Explore is brought to you by Sheridan Stationery Books and Gifts, located at 535 North Main Street in Sheridan. Stop by today to peruse books, stationery, gifts, sports cards, and more. Or visit us at SheridanStationeryBooks.com. I'm Floyd Whiting. I'm Aaron Linden. I'm Emmy Whiting, and we have a special guest. We got a special guest. His name is his name is Archer, and uh, can't quite see him. Yeah, you that's look okay. Him up a little uh, bit. If, if you're wondering why I'm bent over like a shrimp, that's why. I'm holding, <laughs> I'm holding little Archer. He's not feeling well today, so he came with mom, and uh, we'll we'll have him. He's just kind of hanging out. So Bigfoot, also commonly referred to as Sasquatch is a large and hairy human-like mythological creature uh, purported to inhabit forests all over North America, particularly in the Pacific Northwest. Now, uh, we've talked about Bigfoot on the show before. We've just touched on it because it's one of those subjects that, you know, when I was a kid, I was very passionate about it. I thought for sure he was out there. As I've gotten older, studies trail cams and technology uh, coming along. I just don't feel that Bigfoot is real. I do uh, love the legend of Bigfoot, but I just don't think that it's a real thing. He has many names because for some reason, in, in multiple regions of the world, we have this story. And so he's also known as the hairy man, the swamp ape, the skunk ape, the skookum, the fook monster, the moogiemon monster. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, oh, I'm a crazy. child. It gets crazy. Uh, the, the Momo, the Yeti, the abominable, I can't say that word. Abominable. The abominable. <laughs> the abominable snowman. The abominable, I can't do it. Yeah. I found a word I can't say. That's all. I can't say it. The abominable snowman. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. The grass man and, and the Oma. But uh, we all know him best as Bigfoot because oh the only real evidence, evidence, uh, loosely, termed. loosely termed evidence <laughs> that we have of his existence <laughs> is actually. What was that one? Fook monster? The Fook. Yeah, the Fook monster. <laughs> it's my favorite so far. I'm going to yeah. cry. I can't. Um, I like the Fook monster. <laughs> and, and just so you know, it's actually, if I, if I remember correctly, that is the name of a people mm. who, who uh, routinely see him, okay. uh, if I remember right. Um, yeah, at home, you might want to double check me on that. But So we see him in the north. Uh, in North America quite often. They also see him over in Tibet quite a bit. Uh, but he has, you know, different appearances. Right. The swamp ape down south, 
known to kind of wander around the bayou. Um, a lot of people reported him. And Skunk Man, I believe, is also in a southern region mm-hmm. of uh, North America. And they named him Skunk Man because of the smell that precedes him. And Ew. the smell that sticks around. Which, I mean... That would make sense. If you're living in the forest, you're going to kind of smell. Well, a lot of people actually do say that, like, there's a gamey smell Mm -hmm. that they, that hits them really hard Mm -hmm. prior to and after seeing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and if you've ever hunted or, or gotten lucky enough to get close to say like an elk, man, elk have a scent. Oh, elk sure. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't smell great. No. They're yeah. not very hygienic. Yeah. Right. I would imagine. Well, you know, like Emmy said, living out there in the middle of the forest. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what, it's not like they're going and bathing regularly. Game has a smell. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, when it comes to wandering around swamps and having long hair, you're, you're going to smell like skunk. Um, I've never actually heard about a scent attached to a yeti before it's too cold that's what i I was actually thinking that same thing i mean realistically maybe that's it my favorite name for the yeti that i came across was albino bigfoot albino bigfoot really yeah which is funny because yeti technically you think that you know like you said mythical creature resembling a large human covered in hair that inhabits the himalayas or himalayas um but everybody, like, you know, the pictures of him and stuff kind of depict him as white. But a lot of the eyewitness reports actually say it's kind of like a, a brownish, orangish mm-hmm. color. Yeah. And that's like the, the one I know, I guess, for Bigfoot. Because I, I always thought Yeti and Bigfoot separate, you know, like right. we were just talking about earlier. But I always think of that kind of brown, orangish color. As opposed to just a white haired thing right. like yeah. a polar bear but something. you would think like okay bigfoot skunk ape whatever that would make sense that they would be brown because they're like in the forest around here whatever because they have but, to camel camouflage exactly yeah. so you right. would think that the yeti of course then would be white because he's in the snow mm-hmm. like a polar bear exactly but no a lot of eyewitness reports say no oh, it's kind of like this orangish colored mm. hair and i thought that was kind of odd unless it was white and out in the sun for so long that it becomes that color? I don't know. You know, I went in search of the first reported Bigfoot. And everywhere, I every source that I found basically said that these stories of the large, hairy, ape-like man have been with indigenous cultures mm-hmm. for so long that there's really no hard point of origin for where these came from. Now, I could imagine, you know, an indigenous people uh, somewhere, Amazon, Congo, whatever, um, they're seeing apes. And you don't know what it is. That's a big man sitting over there. It's either a big orange man or a big black man sitting over there uh, playing with his kids. And so you would run away. You wouldn't know that that's a gorilla or that's an orangutan. It's just a man that you share the forest with and he's just big and hairy or figure yeah. or figure yeah yeah, yeah. so i that's kind of the hard thing it because in the united states for us you talk about bigfoot it's not an ape it's something ape like right but it's different than just some north american ape out there wandering right around. because we don't have apes no you don't you don't go into the 
woods and find apes. Yeah. Right. Right. So before I start tearing everything apart, <clears throat> Aaron, tell me what you found. So I'm covering Yeti specifically. <clears throat> so again, mythical creature, white hair, lives in the Himalayas. And it was funny because a lot of things said mythical, mythical, mythical. And I'm like, really? Ask the diet love pass people. <laughs> we did a show on that um, <clears throat> where we did debunk that it was a Yeti. But there's actually a report in Tibet. This was back in, it was like 98, that a, a townswoman went missing. <clears throat> they ended up finding her months later. And the official police report says Yeti attack. What? Yes. What? No. The official police report says Yeti attack. And I was like, that's phenomenal. When, wow. when was that? Like 98. 98. That's fairly recent. Well, that's here's the crazy recent. thing, though. So, like you said, every culture kind of has this Bigfoot Yeti creature, skunk ape, whatever. In Tibet, uh, Yeti is actually Yati. That's where the name comes from. And that actually means rock bear. In America, we have the Bigfoot, Sasquatch, skunk ape. Australia, Yowie. South America, Mapinguri. Malaysia has Orange Minyak or Oily Man. Wow. Uh, and <laughs> this this blew my mind. One quarter of all Americans believe in Bigfoot. I could believe that. Yeah. Russia believes in the Yeti so much that the Russian government has actually funded Yeti expeditions and even considered funding an entire institute devoted to the study or the study of Yetis. The steady of the Yeti. The, the steady of the Yeti. <laughs> <clears throat> That's my Minnesota coming out. Um, interestingly, also, Yeti's origins are about as old as us. It's reported that when Alexander the Great stormed through the Indian subcontinent in 326 BC, he demanded to see one. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how far back this goes. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it doesn't... He heard the legend, and he, uh, he, and he, he literally ruled the known world, right. so bring one to me. Yeah. Which I'm going to assume they did not. They did not, because they said to him, the locals said, we can't because it wouldn't survive at this low altitude. Oh. Uh, that was their excuse. Okay. Very scientific <laughs> for the time. Yes, Very. science. <laughs> There's actually... Uh, the oldest Tibetan monastery in the Khumbu re region, which is in northeast Nepal. And actually, that's the region that leads up to the Edmund Hillary route up Everest or whatever. They actually, and there's a photo of Sir Edmund Hillary with a Yeti skull and the hand that they discovered. And it's actually housed at this Tibetan monastery. Now, see, I'd, I'd heard about that. Yep. Um I wasn't going to bring it up because someone, I can't remember who it was. There was a TV show, one of these popular monster hunter type of guys right. who went up there to take a look at it. And they wouldn't let him see it. And it's always so difficult for me to sit there and talk about something like that when you won't let me even take oh, I saw pictures of a sample. Yeah, but you won't yeah. let, me, let right. me clip some hair off of it. I don't need that much. I just need a sliver. Well, it's probably just a Halloween prop. So. See, well, <laughs> it's what, old. What they think it is is like a, a either a chimpanzee mm -hmm. or like a gorilla hand that is wilted down to nothing that somebody transported up there. Right. Uh, but it's been there forever. That's I, the crazy part. And it looks really old. I mean, I've seen photos yeah. of it too. They wouldn't let you know said individual hold it. But it's, and that's where I would want you know conclusive evidence. Sure. 
Get me some DNA. <clears throat> right. Get me some scat. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get into that. It's one of my favorite things. Let me let me <laughs> poop. Yeah. yeah. Bigfoot scat. Let me test it. Let me right. find something in there. Um I've I've seen adventurers go off and, and bring hair back from something and the part that bothers me about a lot of this stuff. If you find the monster, there's no show, right? right. Mm-hmm. So you go on these huge adventures. I don't know why they do it, but they fund these massive expeditions with these cameras and these hosts. They go deep into the forest, and they always come back inconclusive. It's right. inconclusive. Well, you haven't accomplished anything here besides entertainment, which ultimately is the goal. It's it, They're not on this massive scientific expedition. This is... A dime store book. Right. Right. This is a pulp fiction that you're watching. Yeah, you're not TV. going to Loch Ness to, right. to look at the lake. Yeah. You're hoping to see the monster. You're hoping to see it. Yep. And you're never going to actually lay eyes on it. But it's the adventure, not the destination. Right. Right. And so I, I think that's my disappointment. I stopped watching those shows literally just because of that. Sure. Because if, if they did find anything conclusive, we'd know it in the newsroom long before... Oh, sure. That episode, whatever even air. Right. You're not going to keep anything like that, you know, under wraps. I have got Bigfoot hair, and I can prove that it doesn't link up with anything. Now, that being said, I have seen testings of hair that came out inconclusive because right. they didn't line up with any known anything. DNA. Exactly. Is that evidence? If you don't have anything to test it against, then what am I going to compare it to? But that you don't have anything to test it against because nobody has proof of the Bigfoot. Yeah. If you had proof of the Bigfoot, you could test it against it and you go, yeah, it's Bigfoot. That's the crazy part, though, is it comes back inconclusive. So it's not anything else. Yeah. So that's kind of conclusive. There you go. So (laughs) so you and I can sit here and argue well that, well, we've got evidence. Right. Because I've got a hair sample that doesn't line up with any primitive ape that you know of at all. It's not human. Mm-hmm. They just so, don't know what it is. Th- this did happen? Like yes. there was hair? Yeah, yeah there was hair. This was, I want to say, early 2000s. Uh, I didn't bother looking up the show. I don't like doing that. But um, you can look it up at home. Um, and, and it was just found inconclusive. Yeah. Because if it was just like, you know, I don't know where DNA technology was. Oh, at that point? No, we're good. By the 1980s, I believe it was admissible in court. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there's, so I'll just jump into it. There's a fantastic documentary called Big Fur. F-U-R. This guy is a professional taxidermy guy. And he got into doing cryptids Mm -hmm. forever ago. So he makes a Bigfoot. And he painstakingly goes through like picking the right kind of fur for it and doing all of this stuff. And and by the time he gets done, it's amazing. I would I mean, love to watch that. Oh, you have to watch yeah. it because it's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Yeah. He ends up making this Bigfoot, but then he has this understudy gal that comes and she's like all interested in it. And they end up being together, even though he's got a wife and he didn't tell her about it, but then there's a movie. So she's obviously going to find out. And then in the end, it turns out he's a world-renowned Roy Orbison impersonator. It just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder, and it's fantastic. Random but madness. 
He has a freezer full of scat, of mm-hmm. Bigfoot turds, as well as hair. And when they sent it off to a bunch of different independent agencies, they all came back as inconclusive. They well, didn't know what it was. See, and that's my thing is it's if if that is real Bigfoot scat, that's serious evidence. That's enough to, you know, maybe National Geographic or a college or something send somebody out there. But is it, it's kind of like it's kind of like the UFO thing, right? Like we've been talking about UFOs for a long time. No, you you were a whack job. You needed a tinfoil hat. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to believe it. You're not going to get until recently institutions like National Geographic or Harvard to do a Bigfoot study because every they get laughed off the planet. But why not? I mean, mm-hmm. why why is there not somebody out there that's like, yeah, there's enough evidence we think that we're going to do this. But again, with technology, everybody's got a video phone or camera in their pocket, you know, how come we're not seeing them? There's but, trail cams all over and the And also my my thought earlier when I was thinking about this, I was like, so is it like one Bigfoot or is there like a community of Bigfoot? Because why are they seen in so many different places? You know what I mean? There's got to be quite a few. There's got to be, there's got to be like an entire established ecosystem for these things. So right. If you look at the size and scope that witnesses tell you this figure is mm-hmm. the amount of food, that thing would have to eat is considerable. We're talking grizzly bear mm-hmm. amounts, right? You know, and that's a lot. Um, and there's evidence of where grizzlies have been, and there's scats that we can gather. And mm-hmm. they laid down here. They hibernated here. I mean, our zoologists can go around and basically track grizzlies Mm -hmm. and the reason why i'm using a grizzly is because it's the only thing that i could imagine in a north american forest as big as this creature right and and so what would cause this thing to number one hide so that denotes like not just an intelligence but a high intelligence Mm -hmm. because you're avoiding not just people on a reg you're avoiding trail cams Mm -hmm. you're avoiding hunters in in blinds you're avoiding all kinds of stuff that we've designed for other animals to not even notice that we're there Mm -hmm. you know think about the amount of people sitting in a forest in a blind with a camera because they're wildlife photographers Thousands, thousands of them, mm-hmm. and no one's come back with a clear, no, definitive photo. Yeah, <laughs> it's always blurry. Always. Well, it's always it, it, like UFO video. It's always blurry. It's yeah. always obscured. I mean, yep. Yeah, the person's like, oh look, <laughs> phones all over the place, and you're like, what, what am I looking? Can't at? you hold that thing still? <laughs> Sorry, I was driving down a dirt road. <laughs> but so you know, like the Patterson film, obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. world-renowned Bigfoot, and. People have said, no, it's fake. They came out, said it was fake, whatever. And then you got the recent one that was in, what, Colorado or whatever, where they were on a train, and you see the Bigfoot, like, cruising through the sagebrush, and he squats down, and you're like, yeah, that's creepy, but it could totally be a dude in, like, a $20 costume. Yes. And it's, you just, there's never clear, conclusive evidence. But I would pose a question, outside of Yellowstone, how many people have seen 
an actual like grizzly in the wild. Not that many. Yeah. Because they're pretty good at hiding. You know, Yellowstone's kind of like a big zoo without fences, but you know all those animals are there because mm-hmm. they can be. But you don't just randomly see them. You know, you don't even randomly see bears up in the mountains. No. Moose you don't. all the time. Yeah. Bears pretty rare. Usually when so, you when you see a bear, you've caught it, each other off guard. Right. Both of you snuck up on the other. Right. I mean, but usually that's the that's thing where is goes. so you don't necessarily see them all that often. But that doesn't mean that they're not there. Yeah. You know, years and years, uh, hundreds of years ago, if somebody would have been like, oh, dude, there's this place called Africa, and there's these giant beasts there with these long noses and huge ears, you'd be like, okay. You guy's crazy. That guy is crazy. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah. That doesn't exist because you've never seen one. So I don't know. But the crazy thing is, so 1951, a British explorer named Eric Shipton was exploring an alternative route up Mount Everest when he came upon a footprint. He took a picture of it, and I have this for Grant. He'll put this in. It captivated the world because when it hit the news cycle, it was called the Rosetta Stone of Yeti lore because it was like conclusive evidence. What was so special about it was that the snow was so hard that the print was incredibly sharp, detailed, almost looked like a plaster of Paris Mm -hmm. type thing. The weirdest feature about it was it looked like a human footprint, but where the big toe should have been was like a thumb. It was like an appendage. Like an ape. Like an ape. Mm -hmm. So it was also 13 inches long. Here's the crazy thing, though. And I had to really dig for this. I'm like, where was it? Everest, obviously, but was it lower? Was it higher? Could someone have gone up there as a joke? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 20,000 feet. Everest is 29,028, so you're getting dang close to the summit. That's way up there. If you're doing this as like a joke or or a scam, you are committed. Well, not only are you committed, but at 20,000 feet, you would have frostbite within 10 minutes. I mean, it takes people hours to get dressed to summit this thing because Mm -hmm. of all the layers that they have to put on. Mm. You're not taking off your boot. And three layers of socks and what to make a footprint. Well, they could have had just a fake foot. A print. They, they yeah. could have. Even just a print, which I, I do know, like, there was some hoaxes that went around for quite a while. Uh, now, there is an individual uh, here in the United States that says that he's pretty good about being able to identify what's real and what's a hoax. And his name's Professor Jeffrey Meldrum. And he teaches anatomy and anthropology at Idaho State University. And he is probably the nation's leading expert on Bigfoots and Sasquatch or the study of this, whatever this great ape is that we just don't know about. He honestly believes that this is a real animal. Um, The man is a legitimate scientist. He's got all kinds of, uh, like that plaster casts Mm -hmm. that people have sent him. He's got plaster casts that he's gone out and done himself. He's seen footprints. He's, he's uh, witnessed a bunch of different events. Look him up. He's written books on this. I don't think he's doing it to get rich by any means. I, I honestly do believe he legitimately believes what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's like a money-making scheme or, or trying to get famous. But he has so many of these prints that he says that there are certain ways that the human foot 
or not just human, but the foot lands that would actually make an impact here, not there, more here, less there. And so he kind of points this out and, and it's pretty convincing, you know, because when you're walking around in your bare feet, you, if you really pay attention to where your, your feet are landing and how they're squishing beneath you, he's pretty right. You know, when it comes to these things and some of these prints that he has look like they're legitimate. And I would say that his studies and the things that he's done is the only reason I still have a shred of belief that, <laughs> that maybe, you know, I, I got to give you the benefit of the doubt here. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. You don't know. And, you know, evolution is funny because, you know, whatever your belief system is, but if we came from apes, why are there still apes? Yeah. If, if gorillas evolved to the point that we know them as right now, but there was a different sect of those that evolved to walk on two legs, on their hind legs, be more upright, and move to parts where they're not in direct competition with gorillas, well, that would make them go to the United States. That would make them go to Amazon jungles, maybe, or rather, you know, Mount Everest. Who knows? I mean, you don't, you don't, you can't, rule it out of hand just because, well, we don't have any evidence. We haven't seen one. Mm -hmm. Some people have seen them. They claim to see them. <clears throat> there's all the footprints, whatever. You can't imagine that there's that many people faking them. I've never faked a big footprint. <laughs> kind so, of thinking about it. Now, <laughs> I'm on SasquatchTheLegend.com, and I was trying to find the one you were speaking of, the picture, which I don't know if I did or not, but they have a whole thing on pictures of the footprints and some of those you're like that's a person's footprint yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like just a really big okay person. calm down that's a person's footprint <laughs> like, i think that's another reason why i'm so iffy when it comes to not just bigfoot stuff but just about anything having to do with cryptids anything having to do with ufos and we've talked about this in the past but Sometimes we get so excited and we want it to be true so much that we buy into something pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's UFOs. I just, I want them to be real so much, but I've got to take a step back and, and say, okay, yes, even with like the congressional hearings and everything going on, we don't have conclusive evidence. We don't have a certainty that this is a real thing. We've got great Credible witnesses coming forward and talking to Congress, for God's sake. Uh, but we we can't sit here and say, yes, this is real, no matter how badly we want it to be. And so sometimes these people who witness something or who have gathered, you know, footprints, they come forward and they're just too excited for me. <laughs> right. Where I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're too convinced that's real. Well, or this they, is like a size twelve print, guys. <laughs> right? Yeah, but that's the, because they want to be the person that discovered Bigfoot, right? right? I yeah. mean, you're legendary forever and ever and ever. Right? They're like, oh, Floyd Whitey, well, it's the Bigfoot guy. It's the guy that found Bigfoot. You know, I mean, if you hit one with your car, like Harry and the Hendersons, um, what would you do? Would you load it up and be like, I'm bringing this to town and I, I'm taking photos because I'm the guy. If you want the truth, I would load it up. I don't know if I would claim that I'm the guy. Load I, it up? What if it wakes up? <laughs> you don't know if that's You're probably going to need help. <laughs> they're pretty it, big. Well, I imagine they're probably pretty heavy. <laughs> and you didn't get my help 
And things not going to my car. <laughs> see, the thing of it is, you could call Game and Fish. Your Game and Fish department, get a ranger out there. Look. The ranger's going to take credit, though. So it's, yeah, a lose, it's a lose-lose that's situation here. I don't think so, because you take a photo of that. Now I got digital evidence that I was there at this time. Yeah, but time. photos can be faked. Not not like this. I don't know. I think I think I would... I don't know. I'd probably sit on it for a little while and be like, I got to get the right news source for this. And then launch it. And we, it's not like the, the weekly world news either. That's... No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call the sun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. The Inquirer. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys will believe... Well, they would believe you. Well, they've written stories about it. Yeah. But, yeah, you got to get, like somebody actually credible you don't just like drive into town with it on your hood like a deer and be like look I got <laughs> well, oh my god maybe that's the way it's gotta happen maybe though. because then everybody sees it and, knows and there's that you're no the guy. disputing it okay you know what i mean that's why i'm saying i would load it up i don't care how i would get it in the truck on the truck somehow take it to town and right there in main street Say, who wants to see a Bigfoot? Yeah, our Mazda 3. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. That's, that's what we're going to load up Bigfoot in. find a way to get that thing to town and show everyone. And, you know, if you had a whole city, and this is funny, because we've read about entire cities who've seen UFOs, who have mm-hmm. video of that, right. and yes. yet people are still going, well, they're not real. The Phoenix Lights. Yeah. The Phoenix Lights. There was a whole freaking section of a state that saw this yeah. thing, mm-hmm. that videotaped this thing, and the government still said, oh, there were flares. Flares, Get yeah. out of here, Military man. exercise. How much more evidence do you need, bro? Right. That's why, like, even now, talking about bringing the Sasquatch to the middle of downtown, that's still not good enough. <laughs> right. It's still not going to be real. Take DNA samples. Here, it's it's already gone. Cut a hand off. Parade it around. No, that's that's fake. It's fake. Yeah. What, it's what else It's inconclusive. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing on record where this comes from, so it doesn't exist. Right. Right? Uh, I don't know. Well, so the, the, the debunk, I'll play the Steve for the moment, for the Yeti at least, is basically it's caused by a Himalayan black bear that are known to trounce around just above the snow line, which, again, doesn't necessarily really debunk the footprint at 20,000 feet. Yeah. I mean, that's people aren't just around up there probably but so himalayan black bear where the back foot actually goes into the front footprint in the snow Mm -hmm. and creates this incredibly big a long footprint it's basically an overprint Mm -hmm. from the back foot and the front foot but that doesn't explain the thumb lake Mm -hmm. phalange off of phalange so it's a good word um so i don't know i mean i'm if you think about it, how many people, well, anymore, are parading around on Mount Everest? A lot. A I lot. mean, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of people every year that go up there. To the point they're worried about litter. Well, yeah. Because people don't pack down what they pack well, up. Well, you can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's take, take your spent oxygen bottle or die. Well, I'll leave it. That's yeah, fine. It's staying here. Um, not to mention all the dead climbers the dead up there. People, yeah. But you're, you're, not, you're so hyper-focused on your mission to get to the top of that mountain that you're probably not like looking off into the horizon to try and spot a Yeti. And if they are white against the snow, you're probably not going to see it anyway. Mm -hmm. So does that mean that they don't exist? No, I think, I think that there, there's too much legend 
for way too long of a time for it not to be something. Mm -hmm. There's got to be something. Now, is it the pictures that we see of them or the drawings or whatever? Maybe not, but those had to come from someplace. So I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm one of those people that until you can totally disprove it, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Absolutely. I would agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. And I believe it enough that we've had multiple discussions on what if these things come from an, an alternate reality or a, a, a sister universe, mm -hmm. right? And they don't know that they have the ability to come pop in and, in and out, out yeah. you know? To them, they're just walking in the forest. And all of a sudden, they see this little tiny man running around that wears this weird fur. And they're going back telling their buddies, you know, you guys right. will not believe what I saw out there. And they're like, there's no such thing. On my, no way, on my thing. way to the quickie mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's talking about little pygmy bald people running through the forest. This yeah. guy's gone crazy. You know, we don't know. But what if they did? What if that's why they're so hard to find? Transdimensional beings. And they pop in, pop out, never aware of anything, mm -hmm. you know, because in their universe, as far as they know, they're in the same forest. Right. Everything looks the same, acts the same. The only difference is there's no people. There's only them. I'm going to be thinking about this next time we camp. Oh, <laughs> be you like, never know. <laughs> well, am I, I in a different universe right now, or am I in this one? For all of its forests, Wyoming hasn't actually had a lot of sightings and stuff like this. And um, I think it's because... We have a lot of bears uh, up here. We've got the grizzly, uh, which is still around, used to be a lot more, you know, spread throughout the state. Uh, the competition for food, again, is what I'm going to touch on. What is this thing eating? The amount of food that a beast this size has to consume is incredible. It's mm -hmm. a lot of food. And where is he getting it in a coniferous forest? You know, there's it, there's just not a lot out of berries, twigs, really eating twigs. I don't know. Bears eat berries and twigs. Yeah, fish. They're they're opportunists. They're omnivores. They have to eat anything that they come across. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a bear. But it you know literally what? eats anything. You know what? They're the, they're the biggest food source for a bear is those freaking moths. That I can believe that. The, that's the, the elder moths. The is that what they call? I don't know. They call them Millers or Millers, whatever. the the yeah. gray, ugly yeah. ones, the yeah. nasty ones, yeah. where you go to Holy take like God. the cover off your grill, and there's a thousand of them. Then yeah. <laughs> that's the ones our cat eats. Yeah, and then she but, vomits. So if a bear can get that big off of those things, maybe, maybe there's like Bigfoot out there. He's just handfuls of moths, <laughs> you know. <laughs> then he's got dust around his mouth. <laughs> Give him some water. <laughs> His buddy Bigfoot's like, <laughs> yeah, right. Get a little moth dust on your. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Moth Tr dust in your mustache. <laughs> I'm trying to impress the females, bro. <laughs> well, it brings up the other point though too. Is like, okay, so they're so rare, you don't see them. There's maybe one here, maybe one there. How do they continue yeah. their race? Is there like a Bigfoot jamboree once a year where they get together and they're like, hey. hey. See, uh, here's the thing. We don't know that either. So if, if we go off of the only North American predator of this size, the bear, the grizzly bear, um, males stay very far away from females and their young and females and their young traditionally stay, you know, pretty remote because mm -hmm. she's got to take care of her young. So, 
let's let's look at that and and assume that a Bigfoot would have to be the exact same way. Um, whereas, say, like the great apes tend to have like colonies or or mm-hmm. family units, tribes that they all stick around together. What if it was different here? What if the male and female came across each other? They bred, did their job. I'm out. Goodbye. He leaves, and sh- she's alone with the young, like a bear. That I could see. Why? Because food. Again, right. I don't have the food to feed a tribe. I got to go out and be on my own. I can't sit around and feed everybody. And and then she's got to worry about the young. So that's what I would assume. Um, you know, because it, apes, they eat all kinds of stuff, too. They're pretty mm-hmm. opportunistic. Um, I don't think... I'm, I'm not a primatologist, so you guys are going to have to forgive me, but... Uh, I don't think gorillas eat a lot of meat. I don't. Th- I think they will if they yeah, don't, don't really know. have any other choice. But they're not like active hunters, to right, my to right. my knowledge. Uh, they're more like gatherers, you know. Uh, and they do actually eat like plants, like bamboo mm-hmm. and 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 various types of of plants. So maybe he he knows something that we don't up here in the forest because you get those survivalists. And a true survivalist to tell you that forest up there has got more food than you can ever eat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and if they hibernated in the winter, if they adapted to that when they came over the land bridge or however they got here, then maybe they could survive in a situation. You know, like it just this. blew my mind, though, thinking about that. Hmm. You never hear reports of like, I saw a baby Bigfoot. No, you never do. And you never like, well, there was a track, but it was like a kid size, but it was still a Bigfoot with a thumb thing. Like, right. You don't hear about. Little big feet. Maybe they carry. Him. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe they, they carry, carry him. Maybe. until a certain size, or or they got a pouch. Oh, they got a pouch. <laughs> Maybe they're a marsupial. Oh my gosh, what if they have a pouch? <laughs> they're like, no, you can't walk it. Your feet aren't big enough. <laughs> you never. We, know. we have to leave the right kind of tracks. I mean, it, it, to we got to assume that this thing's got more animalistic behavior than it does human. And so the you know when a creature like this isn't around for us to study, you got to just kind of start filling in the gaps, all can you know uh, critically, because I'm not saying this is what it does. I'm just saying like if we're going to learn what this thing does and the possibilities of what it could do or how it could survive, we got to look at other animals in the ecosystem. Right. And and there are animals that just pack around their kids mm-hmm. and apes. A lot of apes just pack around the kids. You know. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But I've never, I've never even heard a report of like, well, it was a Bigfoot, but it was only like three feet tall. Well, see, <laughs> let's let's say you and I are walking down a trail, and you do come across something like that. You don't automatically think, "Holy crap, man! There's it's a baby, baby big, Bigfoot!" Right? You're thinking, "There's a child in this forest, and we need to get it found." That's right? what I, I would automatically say. There's yeah. a kid around here. A hairy kid. What the hell? We gotta. <laughs> Help this little guy, so, you know. So you wouldn't even think that. I'm I don't going think to now. so. Well, yeah. I would <laughs> Next time we're out every, on a every time I'm out there with a little kid, I'm gonna be like, take off your shoes and just run around this muddy pile. <laughs> Put on this wig. <laughs> I want you to. I want you to impersonate a little baby Bigfoot over there. Could go confuse those guys. That'd be funny. You'd don't do get that. Reports. Yeah, don't. By do the that. way. Actually, do do that. That's no. amazing. <laughs> I want to see photos. Sheridan's Bigfoot population. Um, it's, yeah, so I don't think that we would know what we were looking at if if we saw a little baby Bigfoot 
footprint because we're looking for big feet, right. Bigfoot, you know, and again, I don't think there's anything in Wyoming. I don't, I, I, to my recollection, I haven't heard any stories. I'm sure a lot of people out there are like, Oh, I saw this and I saw that. But when you're out there in the middle of the forest and it's maybe dark twilight, whatever bears, mm-hmm. you know, are quite common. I've had hunters actually talk to me during interviews who've said, you know, they think grizzlies are only in Yellowstone. Oh, they're and they're wrong because yeah. mm-hmm. there's yep. grizzlies in those bighorns, whether they want to admit it or not. And and you can tell the difference between a grizzly and a black bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's, you know, anywhere from three to 400 pound difference. Plus, but again, uh, though, you know, so... You hear that, and you hear that, like, okay, there's wolves up there, right? But no, 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 they're just in Yellowstone. No, they're not. But how often do you see them? Yeah, you never. You I've never seen them. a grizzly in the Bighorns. I've no. never seen a wolf in the Bighorns. Coyotes, sure. So if I'm not seeing those, and I spend some good amount of time up there, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing Bigfoot. Yeah, either. I'd yeah. much rather see a Bigfoot than a grizzly. But I digress. But I just people. There's a lot of wild land in this country. There's a lot of wild land everywhere. You're just not there at the same time. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's a lot of mystery to those wild lands. And for a reason, you know, when we were tribal, gathered around a a fire, we had to think, what am I going to do to make sure that my curious little turd over there doesn't go wandering off into the forest by himself and, and suddenly, you know, get eight or taken or whatever. So legends and monsters, there's fear in the forest. And at the time there was, you could Mm -hmm. wander off and get eight by wolves. You could wander off and get killed. That's horrible. Saber tooth tigers. So everyone stick close to the fire at night. Mm -hmm. You know, the forest is a dangerous place full of mystery and, and intrigue. And it still is. It really still is. Even though I honestly believe like mankind and it's really easy to say this because I live in Wyoming and I can just go out my back door. Mankind is too separated from the forest, from the land. And I know, I'm not saying that as like a general statement. I mean, like, if you've never stood in a forest by yourself, then I really feel sorry for you because there is an overwhelming sense of ease. That and comes quiet. Upon, and quiet on an, on a level I've never experienced anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like when you do that, you suddenly get it. You're like, now I know why outdoorsmen, outdoors women spend so much time up here because there is something in our DNA that is linked to the forest. And I think we've lost that. Well, and if you think about it and I don't know what the percentage is, but the vast majority here in America is urban. That, yeah. I mean, that's where they live. I know yeah. a guy in his fifties that has lived his entire life within seven blocks of in Manhattan. That's wow. it. He went to he went to Jersey once to watch like the Giants play or something, but that that was it. Wow. And I'm like, you've never been in the woods. You've never. He's like, oh yeah, it goes Central Park. You know, I mean, that was. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. no, you're no, like, that's, 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 that's not, not it, that's man. not the forest. There's thousands of people around you it's it's crazy when you think about how much land there is and when when people do vacation to places like this Mm -hmm. where do they go 
they stick to the roads. Yeah. They stick to the main stuff because they are not familiar with it. Well, They're and trails. Yeah, because, I mean, even our... I don't know if we should tell this story about Steven. He might get mad at me. But oh, well, um, a our, friend of ours. <laughs> our friend Steven, he was, like, doing something up in the the forest. And he was, like, maybe, I don't know, 10 steps in. And all of a sudden, he couldn't find his way out again. Oh, yeah. Because it will happen in a blink of an eye. Absolutely. He was very close to the road. But he just sat down, stayed where he was, called for help, which is exactly what you should do. Right. Yeah. Well, if your cell phone works. <laughs> exactly. But that's a funny thing. So <clears throat> it's always the big joke. You go up in the bighorns and go fly fishing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you see all these people packed along the north fork of the tongue. And you're like, and they all fish within eye shot of their vehicles. Yes. Yep. <laughs> And I'm like, that's where everybody else fishes. It's it's good fishing, but it's not going to be that great when you got 30 people on this stretch. Of, but they, they go into the willows and they get lost. Yes. And I will tell you, I have taken Floyd on some trails where he is. She's so a trail scared. walker, man. And, okay. Well, I don't, I don't get scared. What bothered me was scared. there's all these signs because we were in Yellowstone. There's all these signs about. But it's not even just there's Yellowstone. There's bears in the area. Oh, yeah. There's bears in the area, and and she's like, "Let's take this trail," and I'm like, "There's a sign that literally says like." <laughs> but it was this a trail. Is like a bear trail. It was like, a trail you go on. Still, it was four people. Still, it just had warnings like there are bears here. They have to warn you. because so, then if you get eaten. And then it's like, at, it was like, what's going to happen? Deathly <laughs> quiet yeah, on the trail. Yeah, it's like eerily too. quiet and all the way like, up. And he's like, oh my gosh. And, like, and he's waiting. walking fast. I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm like, because I'm paranoid. So I'm just waiting. <laughs> getting ready for it. Where's it? Is she going to stay and fight it? No. No, she's not. She's I'm gonna running. Throw I'm going to tell her to run. run. Don't run. And Make yourself big. Floyd sounds. Floyd's got to do his stretches, man. You know. Men, men mentally prepare themselves their entire totally. lives for this moment. And yeah. then... And we, for ninja attacks and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. On another trail, he's like, well, what about mountain lions? And I'm like, oh my... Calm down. I'm telling you. Be aware, my, but don't be scared. I'm more scared <laughs> of a moose That's than I am yeah. of a bear. Now, here's my deal. So am I. Um, a moose is more likely to catch you unaware... A moose is more likely to be out there, okay? And a moose is more likely to charge you than a bear mm-hmm. and than a mountain lion. Now, Especially if, you, if it has a calf with it. If you, yes, you can guarantee that. And a lot of people, you know, may have never seen a moose, but I want you to imagine a big angry horse bringing their, you know, their hooves, but a, a moose's hoof is humongous. Oh, huge. Depending on the size of the moose, of mm-hmm. course. But they're just huge, and they are an aggressive animal. Mm-hmm. They're not passive like a deer who's going to go bounding off and get away from you. Moose know their size. Mm-hmm. They're going to be walking around, and we're going to make a decision. You and I are either going to have a confrontation, or you're going to stay there, and I'm going to stay over here. And you hope for the latter. You just stay over there. I'll stay over here. We're good. But the first sign you put out to them that you want to get it on, and they'll get it on. Mm-hmm. that's probably when we're up there, that's what I'm watching for more than anything else. Because if you see a mountain lion, he's been watching you for 45 oh, minutes. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. He's, if not longer, than he, he knew you were there long before you did. And if you're seeing him, he probably wants you to see him. My parents and I used to pack back 
to hunt. You talk about people staying close to the trail. I was raised by a man who does not even have a conception of that idea. Right. It is open. It you is go. There. You make your own trail. Mm-hmm. Pack up the horse. He did. We he literally made his own trail for yeah. us to ride on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's the type of guy who has taken me to places in this state very few people have ever been and very few people will ever be. And See, I, that's where the Sasquatch hangs oh, out, man. though. But I you mean, don't... you think about that, the remoteness of that. Oh, it, but see, here's the deal. We were up on the peak of this mountain, snowy day, cloudy as all hell. I could probably see for 20, 30 miles. Oh, sure. Any direction. And it was all mountain peaks, all of it covered in snow. I mean, it was a postcard. You had the gentle snow coming down, the absolute silence. And in all of this remote, you know, uh, ambiance, you'd hear the highway. Mm-hmm. No uh, kidding. You could hear the highway. You could hear that car driving. And I was like, no way. And dad goes, yeah, it's just a couple miles that way. And it just carries all the way up oh, those yeah. valleys. You can hear those cars on that road. And I'm like, no freaking way. So at the time, I remember thinking, well, you can't get away from society. You right. know? But yeah, sure, you could look at it like that. Or you could look at it as like, if a Bigfoot is up there. And he knows what sounds the forest makes. And he knows what sounds man makes. Exactly. I know you're coming miles and miles before you ever get there. Yeah, and I'm going to avoid you like the plague. Because I know if I'm a Bigfoot and I'm out there, you've got to be within eye shot sometimes of hunters. And you see them shooting an elk, shooting a deer, Shooting a moose, and you're like, I'm gonna avoid that thing like yeah, a plague. That I don't need to get shot. That little pink monkey's walking around with a freaking boomstick. Yeah. I don't want to get anywhere near that. Right. Yeah. And so I can see how they could be so evolved mm-hmm. that they would be actively avoid actively avoiding anything that they don't want to be around mm-hmm. because they know. I mean, that's that's the hard part about hunting, even especially like bow hunting. I mean, you're camoed up. You're hanging out and you're trying to draw something in, you know, to range. You're not drawing a Bigfoot in. They're like, yeah, yeah I, no. I'm not going near that. Uh, I know what that is. Just real quick, I wanted to talk about the recent sighting in Minnesota. Ooh. Yeah, yes. your home state, buddy. Uh, everyone kept sharing this on my Facebook news feed. So I was like, oh. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, this is from the group BFRO. Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, established in 1995, the year I was born. And so it was posted on November 9th, Attention Minnesota, multi-witness daylight sighting of a Bigfoot on Leech Lake Reservation in North Minnesota in October. So this, this post is on November 9th, but this was in October of this year. And let's see here. We should, they shot an episode of Finding Bigfoot in this area as well. So mm-hmm. I guess this is pretty... A hot spot. Yeah. A Bigfoot hot spot. Yeah, they give you like the coordinates and everything. I've been to here. Leech Lake. I have also been to Leech Lake. And it Which looks I'm like, like it's also close to Lake Winnebagosh. Oh, yeah. Winnebagosh-ish. Which... Winnebagosh-ish? You Minnesota. <laughs> I know, right? 
<laughs> no, oh Beach, gosh, Beach Lake yes. was always one of those places where you, you know, you go up, go fishing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And people would be, oh, let's go swimming. I'm like, it's called Leech Lake. Like, <laughs> you guys want to head on down to Toxic Waste Pond and I have know. a dip? I know. Exactly. <laughs> Why would That's you crazy. do that? I hadn't heard about that. Yes, one. yeah. So, again, everyone was sharing it on my Facebook. So I was like, ooh. And so I was talking to him about it, which is kind of how we were like, maybe we should just finally do talk because about Bigfoot. Well, the funny thing about that, though, is like, okay, it's a sighting. Even when you don't have cell reception, your your phone camera works. Absolutely, like, it does. Exactly, exactly. And it's saying it's daylight. It's saying multi witness. Where is the picture? Right. Tell me. Where's the blurry photo? Yes. <laughs> we Give want a blurry, a blurry photo. video. That's yes. right. That's the. I'm not a phone. Per- Obviously, I forgot my phone today. Like, <laughs> I'm just not attached to it. But most people are. I am 100. percent and it's in their hand. Like mm-hmm. you see a Bigfoot, you'd be like, "Oh, oh, I'm, I mean, I'm you're clicking, baby." It, right? and yeah, so I'm many telling people, him to work it. Right, <laughs> we're doing a whole photo shoot. So many people are so quick with it too. Like me, if there's something cute my dogs are doing, and I go on Snapchat, I am so slow. And by the time I get to the actual camera, they're done doing it. So and maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe but that's at the same it, time, there's so many people imagine. that catch such crazy stuff on right. their phone. And if it's multi-witness, one of those people has to have their phone in their hand. Yes. So it's like, come on. I want the blurry photo. I want the the film of, like, the trees shaking and then, like, something whizzes by and you're like, is that a Bigfoot? Yeah. And see, you can't say that the government steps in and seizes all this stuff like they would, say, like, with UFOs. Oh, no. With UFOs, they would. With UFOs, I honestly do believe the government would be like, eh, nope. We're taking taking, taking the Mylar balloon. We're taking this. We're we're heading back to the shop. Uh, you go tell your story to the local news, but, mm-hmm. all but first look into this little light. Yep, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But see, like that's because when it comes to Sasquatch, there's no technology advantage there. No, no, it's not like you're going to weaponize Bigfoot. You're not going to weaponize Bigfoot. I mean, they could though. Chewbacca. I mean, so right. the, but the thing of it is, what the point I'm trying to make is, it's like it's not like somebody sees seizes evidence when they're like, oh. This is real evidence. We better put this in the drawer and not talk about it. United States would love to look at the world and be like, guess what we got? Right. Yeah. Guess what we got? You guys don't have. We got it. Mm. They'd love that. Yeah. Good God. It probably gets someone reelected, or at least they'd try. So. <laughs> but they were the president. It, was, Bigfoot was, it was under my administration that right. Bigfoot was finally captured. <laughs> I gave the order. I was in the war room. Right. I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, to use the term that we've used, inconclusive. I, I don't know that I, I believe in them more than I don't, I think. Yeah. Because there's, like I said, there's got to be something out there. That's where the legends come from. It's where the stories come from. I mean, you go to Tibet, Yeti, in particular. I mean, it goes back for oh, ever. Forever. I mean, it's carved into temples that are older than, well, way older than the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at that kind of stuff and you go, okay, what was that? I mean, was it, was it you know, the crazy furry man that, that left the town and, and went into the mountains? I don't think so. I think, you know, if anything, it's a branch off of our family tree. It may just be a species who kind of watched us evolve watched what we did to other 
cousins, and they were like, I'm not going to go talk to them. Yeah, I don't want to be part I'm of that. I'm done. Yeah. I... And they make that a practice. They make that a belief system among themselves. If they're intelligent enough, mm-hmm. you avoid those ones. Mm-hmm. You avoid those ones at all cost. Yeah, don't get caught. Don't ever, ever get caught. It, and that becomes like a universal belief system for them. You don't know. Maybe. We have universal belief systems among mankind, so you don't know for sure. I don't believe in Bigfoot personally, but I do love all the cute little, you know, things they do in Yellowstone. Like I found this big old Sasquatch stuffed animal last time I was there. I like that kind of stuff. I think it's cute. Kind of like that bumper sticker I have on my car. The Mothman one? Yeah. (laughs) Have you read that one? Uh -uh. Well, it says uh, Mothman is real. We made out and he is a gentle and caring lover. (laughs) There's one for Bigfoot out there too. If anyone's interested, just Google it. I have a t-shirt. I should have wore it probably. But it says Bigfoot saw me, but nobody believes him. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. You should have worn that today. That would have been perfect. Well... In conclusion, I would have to say I'm probably at the opposite end of the spectrum of you. I am not willing to rule it out. But I don't believe in it. Uh, Mostly. (laughs) See, this conversation has swayed him. There's a shred. And the only reason I say there's a shred is I have to remain open about the idea because of the things that we've talked about today. Where did the legends come from? Mm -hmm. Why were they so prolific? Why have they spread to the majority of known civilizations? Is it that good of a damn story? I mean, come on. Yeah. Not really. Not really. Not enough that it would just spread that far amongst all of us. So I would have to say, I don't think they're out there. But if they are, I would love to see one. You've been listening to Jackalopes Explore.